Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast episode. Really quick before you dive in and start listening, I wanted to touch base with you about a quick trigger warning. In today's episode, we are discussing eating disorders. I wanted to also attach the National Eating Disorders Helpline. The toll-free phone number is 1-800-931-2237. The hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Fridays. For 24-7 crisis support, text NEDA to 741-741. Please enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Anna. What's up guys? I took her senior pictures three years ago now, which feels crazy because I swear you are so much older than you are. I know. I definitely feel so much older. Everyone thinks I'm like 25. I'm like, nope, 20 years old, guys. You're also an old soul, though. Yeah. I take pride in that, honestly. I would, too. (laughs) I would take so much pride in that because I feel like you can relate to so many different people, which is such a great thing My great-grandma and I are best friends. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about how... Age should not define your relationships because I think we put a limit on our relationships because we think, oh, they're X amount of years older than me. We can't connect. But I think that's so wrong. And I'm so close. Like, I'm a lot closer to older friends than – or older people than younger people. Does that make sense? I feel like that too. Like, even you, you're older than me. I mean, not by a lot, but you know what I mean. Old enough that it's like there's a difference there for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember everything specifically at that time as much as I do when we were friends. I remember that you were super aware of yourself. Like I remember you being super self-conscious, but I didn't realize the depth of it until I actually became your friend. Like I was aware that you were very self-aware, but I wasn't aware how self-aware and how yeah. much it actually until you like really got to know me. Especially I think from us being in New York, you really got to see that I think side of that me. gave me like a front row seat to like oh my gosh like she really struggles with this and I realized how real it was because yeah. I knew like I have been insecure and I thought like maybe it was just insecurity but I didn't realize it was so much deeper than that and so we were in New York yeah so for years I just really struggled I mean heavily with insecurity but with that came you know different eating disorders and just lots and lots of negative self talk and like thoughts 24 7 you know and I never I'm not kidding never in my life thought I would get to a point where I am right now where that wouldn't be constantly in my head and honestly I'm pretty proud of myself for even being where I'm at now but it definitely took a lot to get to where I am right now you know I'm so proud of you I feel like I've seen such a big change in who you are as a person and how you portray yourself, project yourself and show up in different areas of your life. Even yes. like the last few months, it's like, holy crap, Anna is on the come up. Like she's yeah. totally figuring out who she is because I think before it was like a lack of identity more than anything else. Like it was a struggle and it was a, it created a lack in your identity. Like you didn't know how to resonate with who you were. Yes. I put so much I mean, all of my identity stemmed from what I looked like, you know, and how I thought about myself and what other people thought about me. And also, side note, like, stepping away from the self-conscious and, like, insecurity right now, like, I wanted to open a coffee shop. And I also put, um, like, all of my identity in that, too. Um, And it wasn't until I stepped out of coffee shops and went to work at, so I work at (laughs) Chick-fil-A, went to work in Chick-fil-A where 
during my interview, my manager was like, Anna, when you walked in the building, three of the employees told me to hire you. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, he was like, they don't know you, but they just told me to hire you. And I asked them why. And they said, because she looks like she knows who she is. And when he told me that, I was I like, I almost started crying. I was like, Bill, I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> like, okay. You're in it deep. Like, I just never, like, I mean, I believed him. Like, yeah, I know who I am now, but I've never just actually sat down and thought about it. And I'm so grateful. But because I put so much of my identity in coffee and like what I look like, and the second I stepped out of that and into like, okay, well, if Jesus wants me to work in Chick-fil-A, like, I guess I'm going to do that. And then where they all saw that I look like I know who I am, like I'm walking with like the authority that I do have in Jesus, you know? So it carries on to like everywhere I go, you know? I think what can be so hard is it can feel so heavy when your identity is wrapped solely in one thing and you may not even realize it's lacking. Like you said, that's not a dream you have right now. If you have it in the future, awesome. But I think the disconnect there created an even bigger lack in purpose. Yeah. But um, back to like insecurity and, you know, eating disorders, like it's definitely something I still struggle with. And I think to an extent, I'll always struggle with it. But I've learned to, like, I've noticed negative thoughts so much more now than I ever have. And I'm finally realizing that I have that, like, I have the choice and the authority to believe them or not, you know, for the longest time, I just like, that was so normal for me to have negative thoughts and just believe them because that's just who I believed I was. And when you believe you are something, that's the only thing you believe, you know, and everything that happens to you, you will take that as, okay, well, this happened because this is what I believe about myself. Does that make sense? Like, oh, well, they stopped talking to me. Like, it's because I look like this or, you know what I mean? Yes. And like during that season and the season that you may still be struggling with, you believed these things about yourself and you gave them power. And I think when you take away that power and you put it somewhere else, that's more influential and it's going to carry a lot more weight and it's going to carry a lot more purpose in your life that can transpire into others. Exactly. You're able to be confident in who you are because you're speaking confidence over your existence. Whereas before you didn't get that affirmation from yourself and you need it more than you realize. Right. And I think that also has to do with like a very big thing has to be the people you choose to have in your life too. Because that really is going to depend how you view yourself. Does that make sense? Like I've met so many people this year that have really helped me learn more about who I am and like who Jesus says I am and the authority that I have in Jesus to believe what he says about me. You know, and if you don't have those right people in your life, you just can't. I don't feel like you can really get to that point. Because you don't have support. Yeah. Having a lack of support is like kind of being in an empty room. Like you need people cheering for you when you don't have that. And who truly want the best for you, not people who are going to bring you And you told me you've met a lot of really, really cool people through the church lately too. Like earlier we were talking about people that have like mentored you and friends that you've made that have made a difference on your life. Yeah. So actually recently my friend um, Megan moved back here from out of state and we got coffee. And I just remember... Um, it had been like a year since we had not sat down and got coffee, you know, like we catched up and like with FaceTime and stuff, but in person and we were talking and she's like, Anna, I need you to stop talking. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she's like, I just need you to know, like, I see the growth in you, like talking to you right now. She said, even from when you ordered your coffee, like a year ago, you were not like that. <laughs> like you were just so shy and like stand off, like 
stood by the wall just now you're just so confident in who you are and I clearly see that and I was just thinking to myself like yeah I see myself every day like I don't get to see that growth in myself unless I like look at my life from a year ago or just really think about it which isn't not really something everyone just does every day you know and so for her to see that and call it out in me was really cool to hear and I was like yeah you're right and she's like you don't have those thoughts 24 7 anymore and it's not like she said something she would know, but she knew that because she can see the difference. She can in me. see it in how you literally are acting and living out your life, which is amazing because I think even just hearing that, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the right direction. Like I'm in the right yeah. direction, I'm doing the right thing. And it reminds me of the quote that you don't get to see yourself when you're talking about something you're passionate about. You don't get yeah. to see yourself reading a book. You don't get to see yourself walking across the street to the coffee shop. Yeah. You don't get to see these wonderful things about yourself. And sometimes you don't realize that they exist. Exactly. And that's why having people that can be like, hey, I noticed that about you. That's really cool. And I love that about you. And you're like, oh, like that, yeah. that's there. Like I never even knew that that was a thing. Yeah. Like I just remember too, like this has been something I've struggled with for a while. Okay. But I was never really walking with Jesus in it. I was always just by myself. And that caused me to like walk with my head down or just be super insecure, like be shy. And now even though I struggle with that same thing, I'm walking in it with Jesus. So I'm more confident in who I am. And it just doesn't bother me as much because I'm walking with Jesus, you know, like he created me, like I'm fine. Like I have nothing to worry about. Like I can walk with my head up now, you know, and it makes all the difference. How do you feel like you got to that turning point? Was it your relationship with God? Was it like your friendships? How did you obviously it's still a conscious thing, but how did you slowly start to overcome the thoughts and the feelings that you were feeling? I think definitely like just fully trusting Jesus and him sending me the people in my life that he knew that I needed that can relate to me and pour into me and teach me things about Jesus and about myself, like things that never, does that make sense? Like we were saying earlier how people can show you parts of yourself. I was even talking to one of my friends about this the other day, how different people I'm around bring out different parts of me. Yeah. And I think so as true. God reveals more people to you in your life, they're showing you parts of who you are. Yes, for and sure. And that's so cool because sometimes I'll meet a person or I'll be with a certain friend and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this part of myself in a while. And it's not that you're not the same person with everybody, but your energy with everybody is different. Yeah. So the way that it affects you is different too. And I think that's really, really special. Um, basically, I just remember being so insecure from the very beginning. Like I just, I don't, I honestly don't remember a point in my life where I wasn't insecure. Like I the first time like I compared myself to other people was the kids on the playground, you know, like I compare compared like my collarbones to other girls collarbones or literally the bone on the back of your ankle to other girls, like dumb things. But it's crazy to me to think that I had no idea what I was doing in the moment. You know, I just was like, Oh, well I'm different because I'm bigger than all these girls. And that makes me a bad person. And like, I remember this I'm not gonna name names but in literally fourth grade this kid came up to me and was like do you want to know how you can lose weight like you stick your fingers in your throat and get sick and then you can lose weight like and I remember him telling me that I remember where I was standing and I remember like I was like okay like cool like I had no idea what he was telling me but then that is what I went on to do in years to come you know and 
it got to points where like in high school, I was driving home from youth group and would literally be screaming at myself in the car. And I remember it not being my, like not Anna's voice and like literally yelling at myself how terrible of a person I was and telling myself not to eat for that entire week and that I should, I need to work out and like do all these things. And I was recently, so I'm a youth leader now at my church, and I didn't even remember that I used to do that until, like, literally even, like, how the seatbelt would feel on my body would trigger me, and it took me two hours to get ready every morning, where I would end up just crying, my, like, in the mirror, putting on a sweatshirt anyway, but anyway, so I was driving home from youth, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I just remembered, like, oh, I used to literally drive home screaming at myself the whole 20 minutes to not eat. And I remember that, and I was like, I still may feel that certain way, but it doesn't get to a point where I'm yelling at myself because I choose to recognize that those are negative thoughts that are not mine. You know, like, those are not mine. And if I choose to believe them, like, just because I think those thoughts doesn't mean that they're true because they are, they're not mine. They're ultimately just not mine. Those are thoughts from the enemy, you know. But I chose to believe them, and now... I may have those thoughts, but I know that those aren't mine, so I choose not to believe them, and I choose to believe what God says about me, because God is the one who created me, you know, like, I don't have to believe those thoughts, because they're not mine, and they're not true, you know, and that's really made the biggest difference, like, that honestly breaks my heart, though, like, when you said that, it made me want to cry, because I feel like you don't understand the weight of the words you speak, and the truth, and where you find your truth. Yeah. Because you can find it in your negative thoughts. You could rest it in some random person in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Or you can look to the one that created you. And I feel like that's what's so hard is especially when we're young and when we have a lack of purpose and a lack of direction, we have a lack of truth. We don't understand what truth is. So we believe yeah. anything that will give us something that we feel like is truth. Yeah. And if you already felt that way to have someone say that to you and then to have it carry with you, like that just goes to show like anyone listening, like you need to be careful of where she speaks people. Oh yeah. And speak <laughs> life into other people because you, you have, have no, no idea. idea. What you people have no idea. It could be the smallest thing and you have no idea how long they will remember that for, you know, even just you saying you remember exactly where you heard it. Like I have things that I will always remember and I'm like, I don't know why I always remember that. Like maybe it was just a mean comment, but like at that point in time, like that was a fragile part of my life. And I feel like that's a very influential and fragile fragile part of your life at that point in time where you were already struggling with that. And that's not anything you should ever say to a fourth grader, let alone any person at all, like at all. And the thing is, it's so crazy is, I didn't know what that meant when he told me. Like, I had no idea what that meant or what that was. And to think someone literally dropped that on your doorstep, like, this is how you do that. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, that's how you do that. It's like, okay. Walks away. That, like, makes my stomach hurt because I can't imagine. I can't even imagine because knowing who you are and, like, how much I've learned from you as a person – it's a testament to like you literally finding your truth for one and for two for everyone else that is dealing with something like this that doesn't understand that hey this is not truth this is not life yeah you also like for the longest time I thought this was something I would always struggle with again like I said I think I always will to an extent 
but I had to get to a point where I was too, like I, where I didn't want it anymore. You know, you cannot get over it or like, does that make sense? Like you can't really get past it unless that's what you truly want for yourself. Yeah. Because you have to want to get better and you have to want to have more to yourself than those thoughts. Like you have to believe something greater than yourself. Yeah. And I remember like literally a few months ago where I was like, well, I don't want to get closer to Jesus because I know that if I do, then I won't have the desire to be skinny anymore. I cared more about having a certain body than having a close relationship with Jesus. That was in like the past few months. And now I'm at a point where that's just not what I want anymore because that does not matter. You know, like we're scared of the truth. That was actually truth too. Like for so long, you were so comfortable in truth being something negative, but -hmm. God tells you the opposite of that. Like this is who I actually made you to be. And I think that's scary for you. It is because that's been my life for so long where I didn't know what it was like to live without that. And without that as something I could control. In a horrible way. Like it's a comfort for you to feel that way because you've always felt that way. So to feel something new and to feel something fresh and to be like, I'm letting go of this feeling. It almost feels like, well, is that wrong that I don't feel that way anymore? Like what is normal because I've not experienced it. Yeah. And that's so hard. Like I'm still dealing with that, you know, but ultimately I know that I want what God has for me and me caring about what I look like is just not what God wants for me or anyone, you know? So what's crazy is I feel like a year ago, if I would have had this conversation with you, it would have been completely different. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I wouldn't, I can't recognize myself. I feel like I don't like, not that I don't recognize you, but like in the most complimentary way possible, like I love that because I feel like your light is shining so much deeper and so much brighter than it ever did before because you were always trying to like, stop it. You were always like, I feel great. Wait, no, I don't. I don't feel great. But like you weren't your own cheerleader. I literally just talked to you. Sophia about this like I Sophia is listening to the podcast as it's being recorded (laughs) (laughs) so I we just talked about this like I which is this is is still true today um it's a lot better than it was but sometimes I'm just scared to be doing well because whenever I've done well in the past it's fastly how does that like deteriorated yeah and so I don't know how to hold on to that without thinking it's gonna get bad again but I think now where I'm at, I'm a lot more confident that, no, like, I ultimately, again, like, I want what Jesus has for me. Like, it doesn't have, like, I will have moments, and that's okay, because we're human. Everyone's going to have their moments. But with Jesus, you're always moving forward, even if you take a step back. You and know? you can always, like, you can crawl, but you're moving. Yeah. And you're moving forward. And before, and I would greater. just be like, okay, well, I'm doing bad, so I'm just going to throw in the towel and just go back to what I was doing. But now if I have a bad day, I'm like, okay, like I can get back up tomorrow's a new day. You know, like it's just not the same as it was literally a month ago. How do you feel like you went about creating a healthier habit and environment for that to manifest into what it is? I think I've truly have understood more of the authority that I have in Jesus and that he gives us like, um, simply like how we have peace from Jesus. Like that's just not something we would have to pray about, you know, like God gives that to us. So we just have to walk in it. Like it's, it's hard, but you just have to know, like, no, like God gave that to us. Like God, that's why, you know, like he died for us so we could have that. We don't have to ask for it. You just have to walk in it. And so I think me realizing those things, okay, like 
I don't have to ask for peace about, like, if I'm feeling a lot of anxiety of what to wear right now. Like, I just need to speak it and be bold and, like, does that make sense? I think choosing your thoughts and your focus every single day, it's like choosing your outfit. Like, what am I going to focus on today? I'm going to focus on the fact that God made me to be this person and that I'm great and that I'm wonderful and that I'm beautiful. And if I sit in my negative thoughts like I used to, of course it's going to be worse or, like, I'm going to have a worse day. But now I just stop myself. I'm like, no, God does not say say that about me. God did not make me that way. Like, who am I to say this about myself? If God's not going to say it about me, why should I? Like, who am I? To tell myself these things. Yeah. And you know how people are like, I want you to look in the mirror every day and s- tell yourself that you're beautiful five times in a row. And then in a year, you're going to believe it. Like, that sounds so cheesy. And me even saying that now does. And I don't do necessarily that. But I still will, like, stop my negative thoughts and, and tell myself, like, okay, no. Like, God didn't say that. Like, this is what God says. Like, that is the enemy trying to me- trying to – all he wants for me is to literally die, you know. So he's trying to get me to believe that. But – that's like I don't have to believe that and that's my choice you don't have to focus on it you can hear it because I don't think at any point in our lives do we stop hearing that little like voice you know yeah never because you're actually not this good at that yeah you're not that good at this you probably shouldn't do it like I've had thoughts like that before Mm -hmm. hey are you sure you're called to do that but then I have to be like I love this and this is what I do and this is what I am good at and you have to kind of be the other advocate for the fact that you are where you're supposed to be and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you are beautiful you are loved you are capable yes and even when I know that I sound silly like now in my car I'll be driving and I'm like okay I don't feel great right now but that's okay I'm beautifully wonderfully made God made me this way it's not what I have to worry about it's not about me like who can I impact today and then I changed my mindset like okay God like make this not about me right now because it's just simply not (laughs) so like put someone in my life right now or like and the way today where I can impact and be you to them and not think about myself. So and kind that of like changes everything. Give yourself as a service to others to kind of combat like the selfishness it puts you in. Yeah. Like that mindset it puts you in where it's like, yeah. Oh me, me, me. But instead it's like, how can I help you? Yeah. And, and that's what re- I've really been doing like with working at Chick-fil-A and like, that's made it a lot better because every morning I like pray before I go in and I'm like, Jesus, like make this not about me, not about me right now. And who can I impact today? Like, who can I show your love to today? And then it's just like, me thinking about myself is just not there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about who I can impact and show Jesus to. And then that ultimately is going to put you in a good mood because you're showing Jesus to other people, you know? It's kind of like a waterfall too, like when your cup overflows. Like if you were able to fill someone else's cup up, they're going to fill someone else's cup up. Yeah. So I think it's so cool too that you pray before going into work because I think... I have to. Or I literally pray, I'm like, Jesus, like, I cannot go into Chick-fil-A right now if you do not go with me because it's <laughs> walking these work. doors with me because it's no, not I'm happening. I'm so serious. Like, I can't go in there without you because it's not about me. Like, I'm not strong enough to do this every single day without you. You know, that's a lot of people. Like, and it's there's a, a lot, lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to perform well, too. Like, everyone wants this perfect product, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're ordering something they want it to be perfect. And what if it's not? And they have to come face to face with you. Well, I hope that you have the spirit of God in you to handle. Like if somebody is upset, can you turn their day around? It's the little things and it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what position you're in. It doesn't matter if you're in a position at all and you're just literally seeing someone on the street. I feel like you have power and you have the capability 
Yeah. To be like, hey, God, walk with me today. I'm just going to go on a walk and I'm going to yeah. come sit at my house. And I'm truly not afraid of anything anymore. Like, okay, yes, I am a human. Do you have a fearless tattoo? Yeah, I do. You do? <laughs> I was like, yes! So you're finally living to its fullest potential. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I will truly, like, walk into somewhere. And I'm not confident in who I am, who Anna is. I'm confident in who Jesus is and Anna. Does that make sense? Right, like, like live through me like it is truly not about me at all and that's all I cared about not like that I'm this amazing person but I just only cared about myself and what I looked like and what how other people saw me but now it's like I don't care because I just want them to look at me and see Jesus and not Anna you know I think we have to remember looks and materialistic things are a worldly thing like this isn't something that they're talking about in heaven. Like, hey, what do you look like? What do you weigh? No one's what talking about. But seriously, so we have to kind of redirect our focus to like, is this a thing of the world or is this a thing of my eternal life? Right. Because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like what I look like doesn't really matter. Do I have the good- enemy trying to distract us to take like, you know, because we're only here for a very short amount of time compared to heaven. So if you can if focus I, more on this, you can focus less on him, yeah, right? Yeah, if I spent all of my life worrying about what I look like, then what did I waste? You and know, what like, did you actually accomplish? Into? Who could have I, who could I, like, shown Jesus to? But instead, I was just wasting my time thinking about what I looked like and how I could change my body so but other people honestly, could like me though, when no one actually cares. Looking back, you can use that because there are so many people that probably are going through this right now, listening to it, that are able to now see like, oh my gosh, like this isn't about me. One, mm-hmm. two, what a distraction this is from everybody else I can help and I can love yeah. and I can serve. Yeah. And three, where is my truth at? And I think that's one huge thing is finding where you're getting your truth. And like you said, you got it in church. You got it from people that God sent into your life. You got it and from all these higher places. you have to go to church to get that. No, 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 no. <laughs> So I don't want anyone to think like, oh, I have to go. No, absolutely not. Yeah, but your personal experience, that's yes. what you experience, and yeah. I think that's awesome. And if people do not experience that there, that's fine, too. You can yeah. experience it within the walls of your own bones and your own home. Absolutely, yeah. For me, though, people would tell me all the time, um, like people I opened up to, like, you have to get to a point in your life where you just don't want to deal with this anymore. And I'd be like, okay. But I would just still struggle with it, and it would be a very hard thing. It is. It still is a very hard thing, but you know what I mean. But now being on the other side, like I really had to come to a point where I did not want that anymore. No one could do it for me. No one could do anything for you. You know, no one can fix anything for you. You can't even fix anything. Like you truly have to go to Jesus. And that's what I had to do. Like, and I had to do that for myself. You know, no one could have done that for me. What do you feel like you would tell people that, are like three years ago, six months ago, Anna, like if you were talking to yourself in past tense, what do you feel like you'd say? That's a really hard question. (laughs) I feel like I I would have so many things to say. I really think the biggest thing is to really choose wisely who you have in your life, no matter what you're going through. Like the people in your life is a very and people you're close to and the people that you choose to trust is very important and that determines like who's going to speak into like you want people who are going to speak into your life and want what's best for you and constantly be there for you 
and like genuinely care about you. And I think if it's something you're going through too, you may not realize it's those people. Like you really may not know, but I think it's important to be like, hey, when I actually got into this environment, what about me changed? Yeah. You know, I think kind of trying to dissect the root of the issue. And I think as you're getting older, like me, I've always said I've changed more in my 20s than I think I ever changed before. Because you almost like turn a new leaf when you get like in your 20s, yeah. I feel like, where you start to so dissect and understand yeah. patterns. And you start to understand where things originated in your life. And then you can kind of unravel and take steps back and be like, I understand why I dealt with this. Now, how do I break the chains? Yeah. And I think also like just to simply not be afraid to speak about what you're going through. Because I held a lot of things in and I didn't talk about a lot of things. And that's very lonely. You know, like it's very hard. Do you feel like you were like ashamed to talk about it? Or was it just something that you didn't feel like anyone else needed to know? I don't, I kind of think it was a mix of those, but it was also like, I, if I wanted to talk about things, I really never wanted anyone to give me an opinion or give me yeah. advice. I you didn't want anyone to, to change it. it. Like you just wanted to feel it and go through it. Like kind of not a lot on your own, but like you didn't want anyone to change it for you. Yeah. Because I knew that I ultimately couldn't. I just wanted to talk. To, and like, even now, like I just, if I want to talk about it, I don't necessarily need someone to tell me what to do. You know, I just want them to be there and listen to what I have to say. I think they know that they care about me and that I can trust them, you know. I think as much as people try to offer guidance to, it's something that you have to figure out the best way for yourself. Yeah. Because I think everybody's different and everyone's experiences are different and what they're struggling with is different and how they get out of that and overcome it is different too. Yeah. But it gives hope to people to know that like, this is my story. This is how I overcame it, how I'm yeah. overcoming it every day. And everyone is different. Everyone's story is going to be different, but there's, there's a lot of hope, you know, where and how do you feel like you found that hope? For me, I think I really had to get to my lowest point and where I was the most broken to really know and find where my hope was and where it actually came from because I never once stopped knowing that Jesus was for me and that Jesus was always there. You know, like that's something I've always known and believed. But I think when I was at my very lowest where I could literally only go up from there is when I truly grabbed Jesus' hand and let him pull me out of that brokenness. You know, like I was like, okay, like there's nothing else I can do. You know, like I can't be in control anymore because this is where it gets me. You know, so it reminds me of that quote that like when you fall on your knees, like you're in the perfect position to yeah. talk to the one that created yeah. you. And I feel like that's exactly the circumstance that you're describing to me. Yeah. Like, and even right now, I still feel like I'm just like just grabbing Jesus' hand and letting him pull me out of the waters. You know, like that's how every day feels right now. But it's a good feeling and I'm in a good place. Because and, you know the one that's leading you. Yeah. Right? Like that makes a huge difference because if you didn't have that to look up to, mm-hmm. it can probably feel like, you know, you're walking blindly. And yes. you may still be walking blindly, but you're walking blindly with a purpose. Exactly. Like I don't know where I'm going, but I have no fear of where God's going to take me because I know it's going to be good, you know? Yeah. Like I know he's not going to take yeah. me to where I was and that's what matters like it's only up from here and he's been there from the beginning and when I was broken and not my my lowest you know like he's always been there
do you feel like in your brokenness you found more strength within yourself than you found like any other point in your life I think yes simply because where I'm at now like I feel the strongest I've ever felt and I wouldn't feel that if I didn't get to that point of brokenness does that make sense yeah like it took getting to the lowest point to actually rise yeah I think that's a really good reminder for a lot of people, mm-hmm. whether it be like depression or if yeah. it is an eating disorder or anything, like well, even just a hard time. Dealt with all of that. So yeah. It kind of almost sandwiched itself together, I feel like, in your experience. Sure. And I think getting to that point and then kind of looking up and being like, okay, there's a ladder. I got to climb it and mm-hmm. it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. It's really hard, but it's definitely worth it. And again, I truly had to get to that point where I wanted to step out of it because I could have stayed there and things have not went well but I truly wanted what God wanted for me and I want what God wants for me now you know yeah and you believe what he believes for you yes and so what he I'm wrote for you yeah you're not afraid I love that I'm so happy and like proud of you like I really Thank am you. like I feel like I see you grow more every single time I'm with you and it makes me so happy for you Thanks. I truly didn't think I'd ever get here, which is kind of like sad to say. I just thought that I would be walking with my head down every day, all day in my life, you know? And I feel like that says a lot because I, when you say you walked with your head down, like looking back now, knowing who you are now, I do notice like you did walk with your head down. Kind of like you would have the coolest ideas and you'd be Mm -hmm. so passionate and so purposeful and like you really had that. That was always a part of you, but like you were timid about it. And now you're like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, go Anna, go. (laughs) Anna's going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah. Anna's going to do it. Get out of my way, guys. I'm coming through. Whereas before I was like, excuse me, excuse me, please. Now you're like, I'm speaking. Excuse me, guys. (laughs) I need you to listen. You were like, yeah, it was very much like, yeah. Hey. um, And it is so weird. Like, I may not be confident in what I look like, but it really, to me, like, just doesn't matter anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm confident, like, in my own heart because I – does that make sense? Yeah, like, you're confident in who you are as a person. confident who Jesus is in me. And that radiates through your physical, I think. Yeah, I anything. think so. Yeah. Like, seeing someone smile, doesn't it, like, change their personality more than it changes, like, oh, they're pretty. Okay, but if they don't smile, like, what's yeah. what is what is the depth there? And, like, how we were saying – earlier when we were just conversating like you want to look in the mirror to find what's wrong with you like why do why is that an obsession why don't we look inside and be like how can I be more positive how can I bring more life and more light to the table instead of like how can I fix this yeah and so like we're always running to the mirror to be like oh my god like what's wrong like what can I fix like how can I fix my makeup or like how does my shirt look on me or like do these pants look good with the you know what I mean but it's like we never really go and like look at our heart and be like okay well what can I fix because like, I want to speak to people differently or like not, I want to, I want my hair to look different, you know? And do you ever feel like, at least me personally, like I never look at someone and admire them for their looks. I admire them for their Absolutely. heart and the way that they treat people. And that's the hardest thing because we believe the opposite for ourselves. You know, it's so hard to like believe that, like that, that matters we, more. Yes. Like how we see other people, not by looks. Like it's hard to believe that for ourselves. Like, I've never remembered someone because of what they looked like. Absolutely not. 
So I'll remember how someone treated me forever. Like I will remember that or like mm -hmm. how someone treats other people. Yeah. And if, if they've done like something great, I'm like, I will never forget that. I don't know why that makes yeah. so much more of a difference. So I saw this thing on TikTok that I'm going to ask you about everyone who's listening. I want you to think about it. Um, okay. Think about the three most important people in your life right now and think about why they're the most important people in your life. And then you can just say, okay, you got it. <laughs> It's kind of crazy to think about that because I you feel like I've never why. had anyone ask me that. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to say why, but just like let me know when you have those people. I have them. Okay. And now I'm going to assume that nothing had to do with what they look like. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. Literally nothing. So, again, what we were just talking about, you hear that a lot. Like, oh, well, I don't ever look at people like in, like, I don't like someone because of how they look or whatever. You hear that a lot. But when someone asks you that question before they ask you, like, okay, did anything have to do with what they looked like? Like, it hits different, you know? Because <laughs> you you realize it doesn't make a difference. It truly and doesn't. If you've looked at someone and been like, they're attractive, I'm going to go for it because they're attractive. But then once you get to know them, yeah. you're like, oh. Just like, yeah, like, it, that's all. That's all it was. And you realize the lack of significance in physical appearance. Yeah. Absolutely. We have so much control over our hearts and the way that we treat people. And like you even just asked me that, it just makes me think like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. How many times do we get wrapped up yeah. in the world now where it's like, look like this, do that, and you're going to be someone people want to be around. And it has nothing to do with those things because on like social media, mm -hmm. like Instagram, you only get to see people's faces. You only yeah. get to see people's bodies. You don't get to see people's hearts. And Absolutely. that is what matters. That's what creates friendship. Like you yeah. want friendship. You yeah. want people to follow you, like follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's way, way, way deeper than what he looks yeah. like. It's way deeper than what you look like. Mm -hmm. And because we don't get to see that side of people on like social media, that's why we just turn to looks, you know? And if we let that distract us right now, then we're never going to be what God's called us to be. Mm -hmm. And it, I think that's the way of the world. And that's yeah. where we have to create that separation. Like this is a part of our modern life here on earth, mm -hmm. but this is not a part of what actually matters. And I think that's why we have to really prioritize where we put our time. We invest it in our friendships and we invest mm -hmm. it in the people around us and our neighbors and our strangers that we yeah. see walking the streets because every single day. If you don't love yourself, and it doesn't have to be a cocky thing, you know, but if you don't love yourself, you will never be able to love anyone else. Like, I can't love you well if I don't love myself well, you know? Because you're too focused on what's going on in your world. Like, I'm too focused on what's going on in my personal world if I'm worried about what I'm looking like, right? Yeah. Like, I'm worried my face is breaking out and nobody cares that my face yeah. is breaking out. They just want me to tell them that they're awesome or they want me to say, hi to them they literally just want me to say hi to them but I'm too worried about what I look exactly. like so I won't say hi to them but it could have made their entire day like how yeah, selfish is exactly. that like if you go up to someone and you like say hi how like how are you doing how can I like can I pray with you like anything they're not gonna be like no because you are too big or because your hair is a certain color no like, one cares no about I don't even remember like all of my closest friends and family like I can't even remember what they looked like last when I saw them because it didn't matter. Like yeah. in remind, like what matters more to me is the conversations that we carried, and like, do we laugh? Like, do we have exactly, fun? Because yeah. that is what matters, and I think that's where we have the power to say what makes me feel good, and what makes you feel good is probably like laughing with people you love, absolutely, spending time with people. Yes, when yeah. someone waves at you and says hi. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in 
Utah just a few months ago. And I met this guy on the street, the kindest. I can't even begin to explain this experience because I felt like it was Jesus on earth. And I'm not being dramatic. The kindest, most exaggeratedly excited person to just say hi to me. And I literally had walked all of downtown Utah and dang near all of it. And no one had even looked my way. And this guy was like, hi, how are you doing? And I thought, oh my gosh, like what? You know, and that shouldn't be abnormal, but it's like, that is what I think people need more than anything because that was like all day. I couldn't stop thinking about how nice and how much he made Mm -hmm. me feel like loved and he didn't even know me. And I thought, how much power do we have to be that person to somebody else? Like that made me feel good. I don't know what anybody looked like that day, but I remember that. I remember that conversation and I'll never forget it. I will never forget that. You will never forget that. Yeah. That's amazing. We talked for like an hour, Anna. Like it was so strange. Sat there, talked with him for like an hour, hour and a half. And he ended up being an author and everything. So he was a super, super cool dude. Yeah. He was so cool, but just one of the most unique people and down to earth people I had ever met. That's amazing. Yeah. How many people like could we impact in a day if we stopped caring so much about ourselves? And what's on Instagram? Like nobody looks up from their phone anymore. So somebody walking with their head down, put your phone down and say hi. That's literally all it takes. And you could create the greatest friendship of your entire life just by letting your guard down. And And even if that person doesn't respond well, they're still going to remember that someone. Oh, yeah. They may literally like just stare at you, but I promise you it made an impact on their day. And that's literally all that matters. They don't have to receive it well, but it takes little things to make a big change in someone's life. So if you can be that person, why wouldn't you want to be? Absolutely. I'm so glad I was able to have you on the podcast. You were one of like the people I thought about that I was like, I have to reach out to Anna because I think you're just like, I don't know, like we're just such good friends and like always have the best conversations, conversations (laughs) (laughs) anyway that like, I don't know, anytime I'm with you. Oh, first of all, you inspire me when like anyone on this earth, like I just love you so much. Like you are one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my entire life like incredible that like humbles me every because, single time I'm around you I leave feeling so uplifted and like encouraged like it doesn't matter what we did like I'm not even like bluffing right now Olivia like I'm so serious like you just make me a better person and I love that about you you're so sweet you make me a better person Stop. I feel like you don't realize the impact you have on people like you I would really have never don't. thought that like you felt that way about me like not in like a like bad when way, we were but... first getting to know each other like and when you did my senior pictures and we would like get coffee every now and then like I just was like <laughs> I just love her so much like and I still look up to you even though we're close friends I'm like wow Olivia I've always great. known like you're just a special person like when we got coffee a few weeks ago I like needed it so bad like I was just in a place that I, I just needed it you know I was having a day yeah. and I was like hadn't really like connected hard with a lot of people lately and mm-hmm. was kind of monotonous. Like we're talking about our daily routine, just yeah. get like, like you just did the same thing over and over. And then I met up with you and it had been a while. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, I left feeling like I was like flying. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is what it feels like to have really awesome friends. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Cause you always bring such a good conversation to the table. And I always leave feeling like, like you said, you had seen God in someone else. Like I always feel like that when I'm around you because I feel like you bring light to everything. And I love that. Like, I hope you know that and you remember that forever. I will. I love that. <laughs> you just, I don't know how to feel. I just love you. 
So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And <laughs> I really genuinely hope that someone feels a little more hopeful from hearing it. Because if anyone knows how bad it can be, I know. So, you know how good it can get. Yes, that yes, absolutely. Yes. And that is true. And I can do anything <laughs> so I'll do this. So just saying. <laughs> I love that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you feel inclined, follow Anna on Instagram because she has really cool content and she's so cool. (laughs) All right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye, guys.